Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the ABZ Show with me, Abe, your host. With me today is Tamir. Tamir and I go way back. Hi, Tamir. How are you? What's up, Abe? How are you, buddy? Nice, nice to see you. Thanks for having me on the show. No, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. And it's really uh, weird how we clicked. You know what I mean? I posted something on Facebook and you're like, yeah, I want to be on it. And I'm like, definitely. Yeah, so, I don't think you were. I don't think I was. I was like, oh, you want to be on it? Sure, I'll be on it. But I mean, yeah, we do go. We do go way back. And it's funny because I, I look at you as one of the people that I've watched you know, I've watched you grow seriously. Like we're talking maybe 13 years and, and possibly more. So I've watched you grow. And every time we meet up again, there's a new aspect to, to Abe. That's kind of like, Oh, I do this. I'm like, Oh, wow. That's new. I didn't know that. And then we ended up talking about it. Um, so, you know, I think, I think in that respect, we both look at each other and every time we meet up, we're like, Oh, you're doing that now. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it. And I, I love how our conversations are, even if we like, we don't, I know you're in Toronto right now and I'm in Toronto. Yeah. And even if we like, like don't talk to each other for like a year and then we yeah. literally continue where we stopped, which is what's, what's so nice about my relationship with you. You're always up to something always super cool too. Like, you know, uh, oh, but, thanks. So I want you to tell my audience who is Tamir and tell me more about you, please. All right. So, uh, I should know how to do this by now. My name is Tamir Rahur. Uh, I'm a digital media content creator. Uh, I still don't know whether or not that's going to be the definitive statement of who I am and what I do. But the fact of the matter is, it's I've, there's been so many broad strokes that that's kind of where I've gone to. You, up, up till actually yesterday, I renewed my signature on my Gmail uh, and I included a few new logos and I changed it from radio host uh, to content creator to just digital media content creator. So the fact of the matter is um, I have a law degree from back in the day, never ended up using it, did the family business for seven years, stepped out of that, didn't know what was going to go on. And then turns out that actually I'm pretty good at speaking in public. So I got a, a little temporary gig in the radio of almost a, not, again, seven years ago. And slowly that turned into a morning show and slowly that turned into a managerial decision, a position. And up until basically a year and a half ago, I made this switch and I moved from Jordan to Toronto to get my master's degree in digital media from Ryerson University. And COVID happened. I said, okay, what am I going to do? I can't be a content creator if I'm not creating content. Okay, my, what am I doing well? Okay, I know how to interview people and I know how to have, I know how to put together certain things. So I started my own show. And the show is a Twitch show. It's called The uh, the Tea Show. And as well as trying to do podcasts and as well as trying to diversify my skills and 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 work on things that I can do. So I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. But ultimately, if I had to say anything, I would say I'm a digital media content creator. Wow, that's uh, that's awesome. Actually, you know, come uh, come to think about it, with what you've been saying, and I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense now. So because uh, I I did I think see you in every one of these phases of your life. So uh, uh, I think I even see you do TV once as well, if I'm not mistaken, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, acting, like acting was one of the things as, again, you know, if you had asked me five years ago or seven years ago, I would have said, I'm an actor, I'm a musician, you know, but those are, those are part of who I am inside me, not necessarily something that I do as a career, but they've definitely helped bolster the ability to become a content creator by having the theatrical background by having the musical background so while before it may have been like you know this is who i am at this stage in my life this is part of who i am and these are these are part of the tools that i use to be able to produce the things that i do 
Yeah, very well said. I have to say it's very well said. It's it's honestly it's the tools and the network, in my honest opinion, what really defines you. You know, if you're surrounded by footballers, guess what? You're gonna eventually play football. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe not in my shape right now these days, but uh, let's say I'm not gonna be very good at it, but I'll try. But, sure. No, but but you'll you'll start to talk <laughs> the lingo, right? So uh, right. So okay, I want to ask you a couple of questions. So. Uh, personally, I didn't know that you had a law degree. Uh, yeah. What the hell happened there? So anybody who knows my family knows that Ghargur is a name which is synonymous with Mercedes-Benz in the Middle East region. <clears throat> we've been uh, we've been the sole agents for Mercedes in, in Palestine, um, Lebanon, Jordan, ever since 1943. Uh, when it actually happened uh, back in Palestine, we were the first family to import a Mercedes-Benz from Germany. We sent them, we were, we were Clementine, we were you know orange farmers clementine farmers we sent mercedes-benz a shipment of clement clementinas clementines and in return they sent us the first ever mercedes-benz to yaffa in wow. palestine yeah. and from that day we've become sort of synonymous with mercedes-benz as the name so i was expected as the third and final brother and the youngest son after my two elder brothers ended up going in and doing music uh, all of the, basically the pressure lay on me. I wanted to be the good son. I'm like, yes, father. Yes. I'll do the family business. Of course. What's the best way to do it? Law degree. Law degree covers everything. It'll teach you everything you need to know. So I did, I went to the UK and I got my law degree and, uh, I, I, I hated it. I thought that it was going to be something, you know, justice for the masses. And now I'm going to be able to use my powers for good. It, it, it doesn't work like that at all. Doesn't, that's not how it works at all. So I was very, dis, you know, I was disillusioned by it. I came back. I never ended up using it except maybe here and there, looking at a few contracts being like, no, we need to change the to, you know, when instead of, you know, and, and, and semantics like that. Um, so that's why I got my law degree. Of course, on the inside, as an 18 year old kid, I didn't have the courage or the experience to, to tell my father, that's not what I want to do. I didn't know, right? In fairness, I didn't know, but there was a gut feeling that I wanted to do theater or I wanted to do drama or I wanted to do music. But I felt it was my role as the third son and the final son who had the ability to potentially take over my father's footsteps um, mm. that I had to do it. And I did try. Like I did give it, I did give it a 95% try. And there was that 5% that always holds back, but that's where the law degree comes from. Okay. 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 And, <laughs> and, and by the way, just uh, as, a, uh, as a side note, my first startup in Jordan, uh, my first client was Garur. Really? Yeah. We, we built the first call center for Garur. I don't oh. remember because now it's 15 years ago. Um, I can tell you some some of the funny stories that happened on some of these calls when we uh -huh. were, when we were calling some of the, the customers, you know, because obviously some of the records were really outdated and the, right. And we would call people and they say, "Yeah, he passed away 13 years ago." And it'll be like, "Oh, sorry," you know. What I mean, like uh, we had a lot of uh, we have still some some of the recordings from that uh, from those calls, and I remember we called maybe like. 15,000 customers, I remember. It was a, quite of a big... Uh... I remember when this was happening. This was uh, maybe a year or two before I actually got my foot in the door of the family business. And I remember we were one of the first companies in Jordan at the time that began so, doing professional CSR, uh, CRM. So, my, my, uh, yeah. yeah, so we were the first one of the few companies. And I didn't know that you were one of the ones who was spearheading it. But I remember that being a big deal. 
Yeah, it, it was. And I remember it was like 25 people for like eight weeks. Yeah. Full strong calling these people and yeah. all kinds of, um, uh, I remember there was a guy named Omar, I think as well, that was there, that he was my client. And, 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 um, that was actually, that was the first justification of the type of business that I actually started in Jordan, which was customer service based, which were, let's be honest in the Middle East, Jordanians are not known for their customer service skills. Uh, which is, which is funny because we are very hospitable people, but when it comes to, it's very weird that juxtaposition of pride versus hospitality it clashes a lot in our culture i find it so weird yeah yeah no i i agree no i gotta be honest with you after 15 years of running a customer service company uh the people that we hire right now are way more customer oriented than we were 15 years ago right it's just because it became very competitive and they believe that not everybody can be an engineer or a lawyer or a doctor you know like right and, and that's it so and now you know there's you know really good jobs in almost every vertical and really technology really enabled a lot of these non-traditional professional business uh, uh you know jobs to yeah. really excel and create a job uh, a career path for them so uh but yeah that was a nice side note and i don't know if you knew but then now you know right so uh, working with the family business how did you find it and i'm guessing this is why you decided to say you know what i'm, I'm done with the family business like what was the trigger like that made you say i'll tell you exactly what the trigger is and usually i don't have a specific answer but this to this i have a specific answer <clears throat> i think i was on and off with the family business we did you know we do a number of things uh we had a shipping company i worked for the shipping company for a year i did mercedes-benz for about four years and last year i was marketing manager um, one of these days, and I used to have lunch with my father regularly, I'd finish, I'd finish work, we'd go, we'd have lunch, we'd talk about work together. Um, I remember going to him after about six years, and I looked at him, I'm like, Baba, is it normal that not one day do I wake up excited to go to work? He's like, honestly, no, no, that's not normal. I'm like, and, and I was, I was truly honest with myself. I'm like, there has never been one day that I've woken up being like, yes work time let's go not one you know and i always tried i tried i did everything from after sales i did marketing i did sales i did um i I even i worked in the garage for for a few months like everything that i could and not one of those things struck me so i finally you know i finally asked him like is it normal and he told me no it's not normal and that's that's when the penny dropped that maybe this isn't the the corporate life isn't for me um but you know, it took a lot. Of, it took a lot of courage to get to that point to admit to yourself that maybe this isn't for you. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, coming to that conclusion, being like, accepting that this may have been a mistake or a waste of time because every time is the commodity here. So you know, you put seven years into something. It's almost like a marriage. You put seven years into it, and it's not working. You're still going to waste another seven years trying to make it work because you've already spent seven years on it. So for me, I'm like, did I waste all this time? Turns out, no, because everything that I had learned in in retrospect is actually useful for me today. But that was the point when I'm like, uh, something's got to give, something's got to change. So there's two points here I'd like to, um, you know, throw my hat in in the ring, as they say. It's Uh, a nice hat, though. You like it, right? I do like it. It's a nice hat. Yeah. Yeah. uh, we'll talk about my hat collection later, but uh, I do. Sure. <laughs> uh, so two things that I really want to mention is uh, 
there's something in when you read in entrepreneurship, by the way, and it's something maybe you might not know, but there's a seven year itch where mm. you're in a same place for seven years. You like you start questioning yourself, but mm. it's also very entrepreneurial saying because, you know, like myself right now as an entrepreneur, the last maybe 10 years of my life, I could mm. not pick I could not commit to a project for more than two and a half to three years. There's no way because mm. I. I'm the kind of guy who builds and moves on, right? Like I, I'm not, I don't have a thing where I have to grow it to like a hundred million or like none of that. Like I just, I enjoy the whole journey of inception, the whole journey of looking for it. And I, I that's what I really enjoy. And again, a lot of people, you ask them, why do you work? And they say the money. Yeah. For me, it was never the money. It was always about the journey. And, you know, if you're good at it, money will come in as a result, right? So, sure, sure. so that's, and that's the mentality. And a number two is what I've also learned, uh, you know, I started my first company when I was my first real company, which is the, the call center company I talked about. I was 27 years old. And, yeah. and um, I, I learned one thing that I actually had uh, it written on my laptop, like a, like a sticker, back then even as an entrepreneur we didn't even have our own offices we had i had to share my offices with my co-founders yeah and uh it had like something super corny but i i still love it to this day i say you know do what you love and love what you do you know when you when you wake up every day without you know an alarm or somebody like you know what i mean that and yeah you're fired up you get up yeah. you, you do yeah. your thing that is the feeling that i got and i and i and i vowed to myself the second i lose that feeling is yeah. the second i need to move on to the next project and this is right. what what right now kind of really redefine how i do things at least so that's yeah again i i don't want anybody who's listening to the show to get up and leave their jobs and blame me for anything it just the, 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 a lot of them were very well orchestrated and well thought out before I actually like I didn't just oh, I don't feel it today I'm just gonna quit no no it wasn't like that at all yeah but it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, uh, that is a definition like for my my opinion is a lot of the entrepreneurs have um, that I've worked with had the same exact feeling but then had a passion thing saying okay but I can improve this by doing that do you get what I'm saying right Right. So, so did you but, ever have that feeling? I mean, yeah, I, I, again, it was a seven years of doing the family business and not one day that I wake up excited. Then I spent a year off and then I, I just as because I knew somebody who knew that I was fairly eloquent and I was fairly entertaining. I went and I asked, you know, do you need do you need a temporary radio show? And they're like, sure, I know you. you I know you. I know you're funny. I know you can speak well. I know you, you know, music. I'll give you a shot. That actually kickstarted a radio career of seven years. The funny thing is, is that at the end of those seven years, I had reached a top, I had reached a ceiling, I had reached a personal ceiling where there has no, there had been no personal growth, uh, as well as a few other issues as well, you know, some trauma, some tragedies, some life things that happened that basically all put together were like, no, I think I'm done with this. I think it's time for something else. But I kept on going in the same direction. So even though it was like radio may have been done, at least the next step into a master's degree in digital media was along the same directions, but it was opening up doors into much different venues like Twitch, for example. Yeah, and, and you know what? And that you need that firepower because you know that that fire really motivates you even to do better 
uh, on, uh, you know, not even work-related, you know, family life. Right, uh, right. Staying connected uh, because, you know, um, I know when somebody has already, you know, been down is because, you know, the eyes become very glossy and they're like, you know, <laughs> right. like, 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 and then, you know, we talk about the people who are being burned out, you know? Yeah. And it's not only work-related, by the way. People are sometimes burnt out by a social life. Um, like I knew a couple of people who, give a lot of their time to the community and they're physically yeah. burned out and mentally yeah. burnt out. So, so we're talking about burnout. So how are you coping with all this pandemic thing? Like, well, that's the thing. Like I didn't really know what to do. I finished my degree. I, I, as, for my master's thesis, I created and I spent a lot of time working on the three-part episode of potentially a much much wider issue which is traveling while arab which is my podcast which talked about the use of technology to restrict the free movement of arabs in the western world and i i reached out to people i didn't know i spent a lot of time producing it researching it narrating it writing it everything from scratch from from that beginning so as soon as i finished that i'm like okay well what do i do now and at that point covid was just starting to like rear its head uh, a few months of just kind of like sitting and twiddling my thumbs and not knowing, I realized, well, I'm a content creator. And right now I'm not creating content. What's the next best thing that I can do? I started a Twitch channel. And then the funny thing is, is that it started off with me basically streaming my PlayStation 4 to my MacBook, which is the worst thing that you can use in this kind of medium, but whatever. <laughs> and then basically three months later, I have a brand new Alienware PC, three fucking, sorry, <laughs> three, three screens okay. lighting background and and you know networking and created my own discord channel that has 250 people on it and i've learned i learned more skills over the past five months than i did over a year of getting a registered digital media degree because it just started off as i'll test it i'll test it and then you know what it turned out to be fun not only that this month it actually has gone towards paying my rent which i never even thought was going to be the possibility for me it was literally a question of basically like i i need to make sure that i am creating content so on my cv it makes sense that i can call myself a content creator yeah. uh but it has been a huge source of release for me during covid and it has and i got was very lucky that i had this space in my basement it was just a room we weren't using um that i was able to turn into this makeshift studio so I did get lucky, but I did use the time wisely in the sense that now's not the time to be looking for in for me, it's not the time to be looking for uh, employment in person employment. In fact, you know, the market right here in, in Toronto is not very good. The employment, you know, employment rates are, are also and, you know, they're begun going towards Canadian citizens as well. So I knew I had to rely on myself and not just kind of like sit here and wait it out. So I mean, that was the effect that COVID has had in a way it kind of kickstarted my creativity for this project particularly. Um, but it's been tough, like the burnout, the day-to-day -day burnout and not being able to see my family and not being to leave, that has also been extremely challenging. And I think worldwide, because this is unprecedented, we've never had to deal with this before. And can you imagine if this had happened 20 years ago when we, we wouldn't be able to go on a call and talk to each other like this and we'd be sending, you know, ringing up, literally ringing people using a dial telephone and being like, sure, uh, mama, how are you? Yeah, I miss you. Like, we're so lucky that this happened now yeah. that we can channel our frustration into diff different ways of using digital media, creating YouTube videos, creating this, doing Twitch, having Zoom calls, staying connected. Like, we're lucky that it happened now. 
agreed. No, I agreed. Uh, it's, uh, you know, like, uh, especially, you know, not only on a communication level, even a work level, you know? Like, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny, there's this big ongoing joke about how basically, you know, that job that they told you it was essential for you to be there in person. Well, turns out you didn't have to be there in person, actually. You know, everyone's like, ah, corporations, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's true. Everyone's getting their shit done from home. Everybody's working. Everybody's producing, you know. Yeah, we're producing with a little bit of frustration because we don't know. It's that not knowing that makes things so difficult. If we had said precisely on June 21st, the world will go back to normal, people would be like, oh, oh, fine, all right. But because we don't know, that's where the that's where the issue lies, is that we're all kind of like waiting. Nobody knows what's going to happen. No, I agree. I agree. And, and I think, um, you know, technically the pandemic has been going on for a year and two months, almost like full swing. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this and i think the first couple of year, months that uh, everybody was like working extra hard or you know getting right in zoom calls and then i think people they settled to finding their groove yeah as you said like we didn't have an end date so they were like yeah let's right. see how we're gonna write this out you know and right and that's right. when you know like like there is a term called zoom fatigue now because yeah you know i remember i in the beginning i was on calls from literally 9 a.m till 9 p.m with not even like a lunch period because you know it was call after call while in the office you know between meetings you can just drop by and pick up yeah the water cooler talks and stuff water cooler talks yeah yeah. somebody you know and you're walking in like oh yeah i need to tell you something and you walk in and tell them i have to tell you covid and the whole lockdown was an introvert dream oh yeah but extroverts nightmare yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm okay with it. Like I'm fine with it. You know, I'll be the most outgoing person on ever if I'm out or if I'm talking to you on a call. But then chances of the matter is I'll spend five hours literally not saying a word to anyone and just kind of like pulling back that energy as an introvert. But it's true. Like when things go back to normal, everybody has to reshuffle the decks again. Yeah, it's adding another layer to our like the human interaction. Right. Now you're like, right. you know, I can work from home. And people say, come back to the office. Do I really have to come back to the office? Yeah, man, do I? I'm, I'm better at home. I'm good. Okay, so I, I do something with all of my guests uh, where I ask them a curveball question, and I'm going to ask you the same question. I think you'll do really well with this. Um, so I ask everybody, if you had to mimic a superhero, who yeah. would it be? Or if you had a superpower, what would that be? You know, it's funny. I, I don't know. first of all i gotta say i'm not a huge i'm not a huge superhero fan i'm a nerd but for some reason i just the comics part of things never really grabbed me i'm more like um more like a frank herbert dune kind of nerd if you will um but but i mean it's funny like i and i did think about this i really want to be the hulk like i just want excessive strength to be able to walk into a room where everyone's like oh shit he's here you know like and, and and ultimately knowing that i'm i'm a, i am a generally a very very nice guy but i think that's something that's that's gotten under my skin a lot the older that i've gotten and i kind of look back on on times when people took advantage of me because i was the calm and timid and sort of like non-confrontational person i think maybe i would like to emulate more of the hulk in me is that like if you do cross the line that's it i don't care i will smash everything in front of me like just to prove a point um but i don't know i i think that's more like I think that's more of an internal 
internal thing that I need to learn about myself because I control myself a little too well. I want to be able to let loose a lot more and be like, no, you know what? What you did was was wrong and, and I'm upset by that. And it works in a business aspect as well. The amount of times I didn't step up in the workplace and be like, that's not my responsibility or, you know what I mean? Or I actually think I did really good at this. And all of a sudden I'm being used as a scapegoat because somebody else messed up. Like there are moments where I'd be like, Oh, I should have done that. Should have done that. And if I were the Hulk at that time, I think I would have been able to, that would have been the right reaction as opposed to remaining calm and remaining like clear headed. Sometimes you need a little bit of passion. I agree. You know what? And I've never heard anybody saying I want to be the Hulk. So you'd be my, <laughs> yes. I want to be Captain America. And I think, you know, what you just said also resonates tremendously with me because um, I'm usually generally viewed as the nice guy in the office and people yeah. say, you know, Abe will do it, but you know, uh, being nice doesn't mean I'm stupid. Do you get what right. I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. but, but I, I do, I do hundred percent, know what you're coming from so sometimes yeah. you just and you play that scenario in your head maybe i should have smashed something maybe i should yeah. have the table you know what i mean like but you know it's funny the the older that i get the more i'm able to call out the bullcrap like yeah. the older that i get the more i'm able to be like, wait 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 you know and you stop people and you're like no that's not what happened and that's not what i said and that's not what you meant you know but it does, it does come with experience and it does come with knowing that not every single workplace is going to be a, uh, is, is, is going to be a nurturing workplace. There is such thing as a, as a toxic workplace. And, and the more you work, the more you will be able to start sussing out, okay, this it works for me. This doesn't work for me. And energy of people, you know, some people, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like some people are just negative and some people yeah. live and just try to go it away from it. All right. Would you like to tell my audience one final thing before we wrap up? life throws things at you and sometimes you don't understand why that happened and sometimes you sit there and you wallow and you go woe is me but sometimes after 10 years you look back and you be like ah well actually that may have happened for a reason and i'm glad that happened because i got to look back at it and like even even me today like as as difficult as things are in this covid time um because we experienced so much so many difficult things in the past like now we have a reference as to you know what actually in comparison to other people and in comparison to things that happened to me in the past we're doing okay like like there is a, there is a, there is a balance to look back on and, and to always look forward and be like you know if things are really bad now know that it's not necessarily going to last too long um you will keep growing you will keep evolving you will keep changing i don't think there's a time limit to be able to figure out what you're supposed to be doing i still don't know what i'm doing but i know that the progression of me as a person and as a professional has been profound over the past few years and all you have to do is look a few years back and compare yourself to who you are now not where you are but who you are i think uh may sound like a bit of foff and perhaps it is <laughs> but, but but there is there is an element of truth to that is that we always have to be mindful of of you know the things that have happened in the past no i agree you know who you are i don't think anybody knows how to answer that question man. yeah exactly and it will change yeah 100 so well anyway thank you very much for coming on the show i really want to thank you for coming in we do have a hashtag it's called hashtag uh, real talk no nonsense um until next time everybody tune in thank you very much Thank you, Abe.